Today, I'd like to talk about the unity of the world and humankind's responsibility from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. The unity of the world and humankind's responsibility. Now is the time to attend the True Father, who has established the victorious tradition in world history, and the True Mother, the global representative of women, who has gained victory representing all of the women of history. By doing so, we must establish a true concept of manhood, as well as a true concept of what it means to be a mother, a wife, and a daughter. In the context of new families, we must set forth anew, toward a new society, nation, and world, and become forerunners in inheriting the tradition of the true parents, and harvesting the victory. We women have the mission to give proper guidance to those who lead lives of moral decadence and disorder, so that the tragedy of the fall of Adam and Eve may be resolved within the context of history. Beloved women members, the Women's Federation for Peace in Asia has gathered you here for the important purpose of establishing the Women's Federation for World Peace. In the age of women that is now dawning, our members have to embrace our husbands and properly educate our children so that we may be a model movement for practicing true love throughout the world. We must gain the active cooperation of our husbands and children for the development of the Women's Federation for World Peace. Yes, true parents established a worldwide historical tradition as a true father and true mother through the cosmic and historic course of indemnity. Now the time has come for all women to establish the ideal of a true mother, a true wife, a true daughter on these standards. From now on, women have to fulfill their mission as a pioneers to lead the male culture that was centered on Archangel up until now, and for men as men and uh, women as women to complete the three object loves. Women must establish the ideal of true mother, true, true wife, and true daughter, and men must establish the ideal of a true father, a true husband, and true son. Living divine principle, heaven and hell. So let's study EDP content. Heaven and hell. It is not God who decides whether a person's spirit enters heaven or hell upon his death. It is decided by the spirit himself. Humans are created so that once they reach perfection, they will fully breathe the love of God. Those who committed sinful deeds while on earth become crippled spirits who are incapable of fully breathing in the love of God. They find it agonizing to stand before God, the center of true love, and choose to dwell in hell of their own will. Since the human spirit can grow only in the soil of the physical self, the multiplication of human spirits takes place at the same time that the multiplication of physical selves occurs during earthly life. 
Let's just study Father's Word based on heaven and hell. True parents must be the first to enter heaven. However, even though the gates of heaven have been opened by the Unification Church, no one has entered heaven. This is because I have not yet entered heaven. Hunjanin and Jesus sometimes go in and out of heaven, but they are still waiting for me. I am not just making this up so that I appear impressive to all of the intelligent people gathered here this morning. I have rummaged and sorted through all kinds of people, even those who defecate themselves. I am telling you, the direct path to the throne of heaven can be found from the individual to the family, tribe, race, nation, world, and spirit world. No matter where you go, you must raise the flag of love. If you put up a flag of any color, you will lose your way. You will not be able to reach heaven. Do you have the confidence to enter heaven? Yes. Are you going to drive the car of love there? If you drive the car of love, the angels will guide you to heaven. The path to heaven is winding, but once you get there, it becomes a highway. Yes. To the Father said, the gates of heaven have not yet been fully opened because true parents have not first entered the kingdom of heaven yet. No one has ever entered the gates of heaven. Hengzinim and Jesus sometimes go in and out of heaven, but they are still waiting for true parents. However, since true parents proclaim the substantial channel group on January 13, 2013, on Foundation Day, they allowed for an amazing time when true father in spiritual war and true mother on earth could enter Chanilgu simultaneously. This is really, really, really incredible. My brothers and sisters, my personal opinion is that True Father went to spiritual world six months before the declaration of the Foundation Day to open the gates of Chanilgu by proclaiming Chanilgu while True Father was in spiritual world and True Mother was in physical world. I pray long time why True Father passed away, you know, earlier. You know, he really tried to really proclaim substantial channel Wu centering on Foundation Day. And many people really, uh, you know, cannot understand why, why Father need to pass, pass away six months before of the declaration. I think about it, I pray about it, I put a lot of junk song, and I got a very strong inspiration that I think if a father pass away early to go to spiritual war and prepare everything, when true mother proclaimed the foundation day, which is the beginning of the channel, and then can open the door of the kingdom of heaven both sides, in spiritual world side, at the same time, in physical world side. Wow. Then God's providence rapidly can go on. That was my understanding. Maybe, maybe 
someone has a different understanding. This is my realization after pray long time. My brother says, please pray about it. You know, anyway, I'm telling you, this is my own personal opinion and experience. Maybe can make mistake, but this is my, I'm telling you, this is my personal opinion, my realization. Next. Heaven comes from the most miserable place. Where is the kingdom of heaven realized? It is in the most miserable place on earth. Where is the most miserable place on earth? It would be the lowest of all prisons. Reverend Moon of the Unification Church has laid the foundation in the spirit world and on earth. I began from the bottom of hell, the most miserable prison among prisons, and worked with the spirit world to lay this foundation. In the course of widening this foundation, I faced much opposition. I've been opposed by my family, my tribe, my people, and my nation, by the United States and other nations, by Asia, and the entire world. Yes. Where is the kingdom of heaven realized? It is the lowest of all prisons, the most miserable place owners. True Father began from the bottom of hell, the most miserable prison among prisons, and walked with the spirit world to lay the foundation for heaven. Father already controlled everything from the bottom of the hell and realized his substantial kingdom of heaven from the bottom of the hell until the level of the cosmos. Today's youth ministry, peer, you know, preserver of a heart, you know, also quite good and important content. Let us start. A person resurrected one step more. If I lived happily through relationships with my brothers and sisters and learned about how we long for each other, then I am a person who has been resurrected one step more. When we spend time with each other in joy, in the place where we belong, we will come to long for each other. When I have gratitude and longing like this, my heart rejoices. And with a sense of longing, I develop a strong sense of responsibility in my life. When that happens, I get a determination to live a certain way. However, as I make a determination, I come to realize that I should not just live centered on my body. I want to live according to the wishes of my heart, but I also know that my body does not obey well. Yes, we should always try to live with joy and gratitude for each other through our relationship with our brothers and sisters around us. If we want to always be grateful, think about what you have to thank God for since you were born. Secondly, think about what you should thank true parents for after meeting them. Then think about what you have so far to be grateful for to your parents and brothers and sisters. You know, every morning, when, uh, whenever I wake up every morning and I really remind myself, what should I, what should be grateful for heavenly parents? First thing come to me that God does exist. 
Wow, this is really, I am so grateful. Do you know why? God does exist no matter what. Secondly, I am really grateful for God because God is my Father. I am Son of God. He loves me more than himself. That's why I am so grateful for God. Secondly, what should I grateful for? Our true parents. First, I am really grateful for true father. He is the one who told me that God is our father. God does exist. And God has sort of a heart. He has wishes. It is incredible guidance. Father, He is the one who told me. God is really living God. He is your eternal daddy. You are son of God. True Father told me I eat totally grateful for true father. Nobody taught me. And then he gave me purpose of life. He teach me everything through divine principle. And then I'm so grateful he gave me blessing. I gained eternal salvation. I have three children, three grandchildren. I know the value of the family. I know who I am. Wow. I am so grateful to the Father. Father, Mother, you are my eternal true parents. You are my eternal teacher. You are my eternal owner as well. I'm so grateful. And then also you need to think that, what should I grateful for? My spouse. I am really grateful to my wife. Without her, how can I carry on this kind of mission here and there? Who takes care of my children and my grandchildren? And she's the one who handling everything. That's why for me, without worry, my family, I focus, can focus on the frontline mission. I at least they can make the balance. That's why I am so grateful. I came to America. I need to grateful for American brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters, you need to think. You wake up every morning. I should be grateful for God for what? And grateful to true parents for what? And grateful to your spouse and your parents and your children what? Before you're requesting something. What should you be grateful for? to my parents, my brothers and sisters, and to my own cliques, my own brothers and sisters. You need to think about it. You, and then I'm really grateful for Naokimi. This is the second generation, become national leader. You know, he gone through all kind of the difficulties, but he keeping his first motivation. He working very hard. For example, something like even 
my staff, or Reverend Saul, or my Tomomi, or, you know, then Taka, and always need to have that kind of grateful heart. Then the other rest, and there are also some problems and struggles, but you can overcome it. If you if you have grateful heart, grateful heart more than anything else, you can settle down. You can solve the problem, my brothers and sisters. And think positively about what uh, you know, uh, what you are grateful for for the people at around you. When there are too many things to be grateful for, you will value the other person. The more you learn about this kind of gratitude and joy in your life, the more you can live a resurrected life. Next, the reason why. <clears throat> The reason why my shimjang loses strength. Another thing we come to realize while living our life of faith is that everyone wants to live in faith, but not everyone lives attending one center. I find that there are many indulgent people around me. And like a tomb with only the mouth open, we see many people with dead spirits. <clears throat> one important thing we need to know here is why we usually lose the longing and joy in our hearts when we are hit. It is because I recklessly reveal my longing and joy, which is the strength and driving force of my heart. The joy of my heart and the strength of my shimjang are lost because I first say it with my mouth without putting it into practice. If I first tell the strength from which I gain joy to people who I do not have relative standards with, I will lose it all. We all try to live in faith, but we come to realize that not everyone attends one center with one thought and one principle. We find that there are a lot of self-indulgent people around us. And there are many people who are alive, but are dead in spirit, like tombs with only their mouths open. In such an environment, many people lose the longing and joy in their heart as they give and receive with such people and are hit by their surroundings. Then why do we lose the first motivation, joy, and love we cherished? One reason is that we recklessly rebuild the content that is the strength and driving force of our heart. It is because we are living a life like a casting a, a purse before swine. Next. Be a preserver of heart. If I share the secrets of the word, and what gives strength to my shimjang to people who do not know the value of the word. I will lose my strength if I am humiliated or ignored by those people. If I express my joy, even though the other person doesn't understand it well, and they don't sympathize or agree with me, I will be caught in the conditions around me, and I will get hit because of what I said. So. To preserve what gives my heart strength, I have to be mute. To protect the treasure of your heart, 
you must not reveal the driving force and secret of your heart to someone who you do not have relative standards with. Having longing is a secret. The driving force of your shimjang must be kept secret. I must keep it a secret that I have had any experiences with heaven. This is like a covenant. We must keep the joy we felt as we were moved by the word as a secret. Yes, thank you, Heavenly Honey. I am always grateful for our Honey and our all the media team, OG and Mia, always helping me. Thank you so much. Therefore, to not share the secret of the word and what gives strength to your Xinjiang to those who do not know the value of the word. If the other person hears the secret of the, my Xinjiang and values it more than me, I gain more strength. But if not, I lose strength. For example, when a person who attended Divine Principle Workshop and was deeply moved and share, uh, uh, shares the impression he had with someone he knows, and he is scorned, persecuted, or persuaded otherwise, he completely loses his strength. We think that if we share what we were moved by, the other person would also be moved. But if they don't, the content I was moved by will be blown away in an on, uh, uh, in, instant. Therefore, beginners in the faith should be careful. Therefore, you know, to preserve the content that gives my heart strength, I have to be mute for a certain period of time, you know, to protect the treasure of my heart. I must not reveal the driving force and secret of the, my heart to a person with whom I do not have a relative standards. Therefore, I have to keep it uh, a secret for some period of time until I am convinced. And it is settled in my, in my heart through practice. The driving force of your shimjong must be kept secret. I must keep it a secret that I have had any experience with heaven. This is like a covenant. No, we must keep the joy and we felt as we were moved by the world as a secret. If I have a treasure in my heart, there are always a temptation from Satan who try to take it away. When someone asked True Father to tell them about how he met Jesus, and True Father said that the information was too precious to be shared with them, and he did not share. I don't know if the other person will hear what I say and value it more than I do, but if they don't value it more than I do, I will inevitably suffer loss. That's why I think anyone you have become the beginner, always before you say something, you need to practice and completely become about, uh, you, you can realize and centering on your heart and then you can have unshakable foundation, then you can share. But without practicing it, oh, I learned many things from divine principle, what is the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and tell to the Christian people. But if you are convinced by them, 
and you lost everything. That's why, no, until you settle down, you're, you need to keep certain periods, you know, uh, completely settle down you're in your heart and mind. Do not share so simply, okay? Because if we share so simply, you lose your own strength and power. That is really, we have to be careful. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Now, uh, okay, I, I have one more content I'm sharing, sorry. We have one more content, okay, let's share. Don't reveal the secret of our heart's power. If I reveal the secret of my Shenzhen to someone who I do not have relative standards with, its precious value will fall to the ground. God secretly told Eve not to eat the forbidden fruit because Eve was cute and lovely and he did not want her to do wrong. So he told her with that wish. It was God's words only to Adam and Eve. God was so happy that he secretly asked Eve to keep the word of the covenant. But as it leaked out, Eve started relating with the archangel. This was the motive for the fall. Even those of us who believe today will begin to weaken if we reveal the secrets of our hearts. In fact, the secret of our heart's power becomes the material and fuel for our spirit. I must embrace that, shed tears, and win the fight and leave a track record. However, if you do not put it into practice and quickly leak out the grace you have received, that will become a cause of failure. This is the number one reason believers fail today. Yes, this very important content, don't reveal the secret of our heart's power. If I reveal the secret of the, my symptom to someone who do not have relative standards with, its precious value will fall to the ground. Adam and Eve should have kept it a secret from the archangel that God told them not to eat for the forbidden fruit. However, Adam and Eve told the archangel the secret that God had told them not to eat of the forbidden fruit. And the archangel eventually persuaded them to fall. Really, God said like that, to not eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. No, if you eat it, and you become like a God. And Adam and Eve really convinced by archangel. Adam and Eve, whose spiritual level was still lower than that of the archangel, were persuaded by him to eat the fruit. The command, the command not to eat of the forbidden fruit were words God had only said to Adam and Eve. But they revealed the precious covenant to the archangel who motivated them to fall. Even those of us who believe today will begin to weaken if we reveal the secret of our heart. This is because of the secret of our heart's power becomes the uh, you know, material and fuel, uh, fuel for our spirit. If we had a great treasure, would you advertise it to other, a lot of the people? If you advertise it, you are more likely to be tempted and lose. Therefore, if we have, if we have received the grace through the word, 
we must embrace it and shed tears and with the battle and live results. However, if you do not put into the practice and quickly leak out the grace you have received, it will become a cause of a failure. Wow, today we learned very, very important things, right? That's why we need to know that how to really do properly our life of faith. You know, True Father telling you in such details, everything. How much grateful for our true parents. This is really important. We really thoroughly learn how do we maintain our spiritual strength and power. Today I'm talking to you. Do not reveal the secret of our heart's power, you know? And then when I confess that you want to share somebody, someone is really protecting me and then guiding me, then okay. Otherwise, you have to be very be careful. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Now, uh, I need to record because, you know, Alaska time, uh, you know, around uh, every morning, 2 o'clock, and New York time is like uh, 6 o'clock. So not easy to do that. That's why I, I am recording, you know, uh, morning devotion. Uh, I get a few morning devotion earlier in advance. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. God bless you. Thanks so much, Dr. Young. Wow, I think you've given us a lot to reflect on and to see how we have been applying or not applying this guidance in our lives. So thank you, Dr. Young. For our living testimony today, we have our uh, Dr. Willie Weston, Sr. He is one of our ACLC co-chairs in Illinois. Uh, in 2011, he visited Korea as one of the 172 clergy. And what's special about him is he's one of the 12 ministers who stayed behind one more week at Father's request, which was very difficult. And I understand it was a 21-day workshop already. And uh, they spent time with Father in the boat and uh, very intimate conversations there. And so he recorded his personal testimony with Father. And it was one of the testimonies commemorating Father's life on August 14th in the Chicago Family Church. So let's watch the recording. Just to have this opportunity to be able to sort of expound on uh, the 172 uh, as being a part of that. So I want to start, first of all, with point number one, that I was grateful that uh, Father was obedient to the Holy Spirit to travel to America to share with American clergy uh, his expression of the original substance of the divine principle, uh, making clear what the Heavenly Father idea for humanity really was. That's point number one. And point number two, uh, concerning the 172, I was chosen or given the opportunity once again to be a part of the 172 of clergy was who traveled throughout Asia and Europe. Uh, and the purpose was to really, really uh, convey a message to the international clergy how well uh, we had received Father here in the USA with the message. And, and so we were able to not only uh, travel, but to have, um, to interact with them, give and take with them, uh, travel to some of their houses, homes rather, after uh, making the speech 
and meeting their family. So that was exciting. Uh, all this I thought was an opportunity for us as clergy. We got a chance to see how they operate from a international perspective. Uh, I had, of course, a chance to observe Father Humor's side as we all got together, uh, as well as his spiritual side. Now, I want to move swiftly to the last day because, you know, as you know, we were there for a week. And on the last day, we were all gathering our belongings, getting together to return to the USA, to America. But Father asked how many would stay for another week. I was, of course, one of the 10 that uh, remained. And that, of course, involved another week of fishing, early morning devotion, and immediately following early morning devotion. Of course, we would head for the lake. Uh, fishing until early afternoon. So a greater portion of our day was spent out on the water, whether it was turbulent or still. Uh, most of the time, Father knew exactly where to go to catch the fishes. So he would catch the fish and we would try. Uh, however, on the last day, I thought was very, very significant to me is that uh, we were all bussed up to the palace for a special celebration which we thought would be maybe 40, 45 minutes and for all intended purposes, that's what it was going to be. But this is when I clearly saw uh, the humorous side of father, that is the natural side, the fatherly side. Uh, as we sat down to eat and we did grace it, before we could even start eating and mother had the group to come out to serve, uh, father would break out in a song. Well, some of the uh, clergy knew some of the song, but most of us didn't. But whether we knew it or not, he would sing it. And he would sing it with so much emphasis on what he was saying. And mother was trying to get the dinner served. And he was kept singing. And he would get up and sing some more. So mother couldn't really stop him from singing, I think. So I saw that natural father side of him, how appreciative he was, how happy he was just to say to have my children around the table so it was a natural thing as well as a spiritual and it was so well received of course we were all laughing along with him uh, simply because he was so happy um but we were even happier when mother finally got a chance to serve the dinner one of the most sumptuous steak i've ever had and she had promised that sh she was going to pick the meat the finest steak she did explain to us that the steak that she served was totally different because she went up in the mountains, uh, they did, uh, to be able to retrieve this meat. But however, it was definitely sumptuous meat. Well, once again, um, during the table celebration, I had the opportunity to view him as a natural father because I had been so accustomed uh, to hearing him speak in such a firm and demanding way. So I said, what a change. Uh, some are very appreciative for that. Um, so the dinner that was supposed to last about 45 minutes, we thought, lasted for about two hours. Eventually, everybody got involved. Those that were serving become a part of the singing. So we just had a hilarious dinner and everybody as tired as we might have been, we went home that night, got a little rest and got up and got on our way the next day.
So once again, I just thank God for being a part of that. Uh, and of course, the places we visited was absolutely uh, beautiful. The homes we went into that I went into rather was absolutely beautiful and just give and take, give and take. We were able to sit down and most of them could speak English. Of course, I couldn't speak their dialect, so they knew how to speak English. So we had good communication. Uh, it's sort of a short synopsis of what I see the spirit and the natural came together to make it one grand affair. Hopefully it'll help uh, some things. My God, um, yeah, our early ministers are really special. They've had these precious experience with our true parents. And, you know, to hear from a minister with such a background in theology and spirituality to talk about being with our physical true parents, uh, these testimonies really need to be written down and preserved for our future generations. So thank you again, Dr. Weston, and we hope to hear more later. <laughs>